Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. Today, uh, I don't like it when that... <laughs> I got a little outlet in the back there. I don't like that. That, that, that ruins the ambiance. I, today, I'm fighting the weather. The weather, people. What's the weather right now? Let's see. What is the temperature right now in Akron? I'm asking Google. 27? Really? Is that right? Oh, yeah, it is. Good. Okay, that's good news. It was like negative 2 this morning. Um, that's wonderful that it's, uh, it's, it's going up. Now, what is... Let's see here. Let's do... Uh, let's look at... Um, how do you do, like... What is the five-day forecast? Here's the forecast for Akron. All right, so look, check this out. Um, 27 to 21 today, Friday, 5 degrees low. Saturday, 3 degrees low. Uh, Sunday, the low is 12. So today actually looks manageable, which is pretty great. Um, When you are working with homeless people... These are the temperatures where you really become useful, I guess. <laughs> uh, these are the temperatures that people like start to like like worry, you know. Um, and you know, oh man, I have so many thoughts in my head right now. Like it, it, it is. I can, the most compassion I get from people are are temperatures right now, right? Like these are the temperatures, um, you know, when, when people see these things, like, so for example, here's a picture of our, our, uh, the two tents and two tiny houses I took last week when we had that snowstorm. And people, there really um, pulls on their heartstrings. These, uh, the, 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 uh, you know, the, the pictures of tents in snow, the single digit stuff. And, um, and I do like kind of hop too during these times. Um, but, I don't think I feel the extreme uh, worry that many of you do, which is like so beautiful. Like you're the, the, the care that you guys have for this community is so beautiful. Um, the season that I'm in right now with this work 
is a season of of wonder and and humility and gratitude. I am so grateful. Um for you. I'm so grateful for you. And that's where my head is these days for so long. And I can, I certainly get there. Like, like, you know, I posted something about, um, homelessness in Appalachia of, uh, uh, let me see. What was that exactly? I read this article this morning of, um, Let's see where to go, where to go. Oh, it was um, in Steubenville. And Steubenville is a it's a, it's a it's a little town about nineteen thousand people. Um, and I wonder if the video is any good. Let's see if we can watch the video. Let's see what they have to say. As temperatures continue to drop, not everyone has a place to stay warm. News 9's Addison Albert asks the city of Steubenville what it's doing to make sure the homeless population stays safe this winter. Temperatures are dropping below zero, leaving the homeless population vulnerable. And we want to know what the city is doing to make sure that its citizens are safe. We spoke with a woman who is currently homeless and fighting the cold. She asked to keep her identity anonymous. When you're out here cold, you're pointing your fingers are frozen. I ain't fun no more. Yeah, drugs. It's not that much so ain't fun no more. She explained that the homeless find abandoned buildings for warmth and front porches of churches or shelters for safety. It's the scariest experience of your life. You don't know. I have post-traumatic stress disorder from the things my stepfather was done to us when we were children. My little noises just brings you back to like you're, you're just done. You're panic-stricken in fear and crying. The Friendship Room and Urban Mission are two facilities that offer winter clothing, food, and a warm space for the homeless. Shelters, though, have a 30-day stay limit. Are there any resources that the city is currently looking for to bring in to help with the homeless population in the cold weather? Not, not at this point, no. We, haven't, <laughs> we have not done that. So maybe that's something to look at in the future, but that's today uh, that is not happening. But as I said, if people that are in need Somehow, some way, they can get a hold of the police department, uh, fire department. See, okay, see, this is where this is where I start. My head starts exploding. Here's the guy, the mayor of Steubenville, and then he's like, "We're not doing anything, but why don't you call the police? Maybe they'll do something." City manager. You can call the city manager. You can even call him. He's the mayor. Call him. Call him. You can just call him and then you'll get all warm. And this lady here, who's too ashamed of her existence to show her face, will get all toasty warm just listening on the phone of all the things they're not going to do for her. See, see, this is, the, this is, I have to calm down. There's through a pair of gloves. A simple, someone thinks it's something simple as something to put in your shoes or your feet ain't cold. That is a big deal whenever you're walking around, your shoes are wet and it's freezing cold. Any plan to, to advertise with signs to make sure that people know that they can go to these places? No, I don't think so. I... No, no, not planning anything here, lady. 
I don't, I don't think we have any signage for that. I'm sure. I mean, no signage. I mean, that would be stupid. Sure that uh, if people don't are not aware of the friendship room or the urban missions, as they said, if they would come here to the fort or the city building, uh, we can direct them there. We can point you to someplace else. You can get the hell out of this room, but stop, you know, the good, the do-gooders, the people actually doing any good in Steubenville, unlike this asshole. See, this is the problem. Yeah, he doesn't care, Omi. I mean, look at this guy. See, see, oh. For the homeless, spaces like the friendship room offer more than just a warm space, though. You're somebody. You're, You're somebody. There it is. Can I get you something? You're, uh, hi, how are you doing? There it is. Okay, see, now I feel good. Now, see? And they know you by name. They don't forget your name. Reporting in Jefferson County, I'm Addison Albert with News 9. All right, so there it is. That is, this is the essence of where I am. That that video snippet explains everything of where I am right now. Now, according to Jefferson that, County Commission. That mayor is a loser, no good, uh, what is that, grifter? What does that mean, grifter? I think he could be a grifter. What is a grifter? I think he could be a grifter. A person who engages in petty or small-scale swindling. Yeah, that's him. That's him. He's a grifter because he's probably getting paid. Uh, let's see. How much money does the mayor of Steubenville, Ohio, make? Let's see. Uh, still discussing salaries. Let's see here. Um City Council continues to grapple with the question of what, if anything, can do to increase starting salaries for fighter. No, fi firefighters. No, 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 not firefighters. Um, firefighters make 45000 a year. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, firefighters start at 28000 I don't know. It probably it doesn't look like it. Uh, the cost of city... Figures, uh, yeah, no, this is just about the firemen. Let's see, does it come in? Does it, are we learning anything? I just want to know what the mayor makes. Does the mayor make any money? Sometimes they don't make any money. I don't know. But all I know is this is the essence of what I am thinking. Like, the, the mayor sucks. That guy sucks hairy, sweaty balls. I hate him. I hate that guy. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I can't express to you how much hate I have for that guy. Are, am I being unclear at all how much I hate that guy? I've, I've, I've listened now for 30 seconds. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. He is a terrible, he is a smear of shit, dried up, gross, old person, man shit on somebody's disgusting underwear. That's who that mayor is. What a piece of disgusting, shit-stained underwear that man is. Can I, can I just spend the next 20 minutes telling you how much I hate that guy? Now, but here, 
Uh, Omi says he's standing at what looks like a front desk. He didn't intend on giving the kind of interview he wants them near the exit. Get them out. Of course. Of course. He's an idiot, too. Not only not only is he a total loser, he's a dumb retard. I'm sorry. I know that shocked you. You don't like that word. I just can't come up with another word. He's a, he, he, No, I take that back. Of all the retards I know, he's giving all the retards a bad name. He like anybody else I've called a retard They're They are better than him. That guy is a moron idiot. Ugh. I hate that guy so much, but you see what? This is 2022. This is the year I stop thinking about those kinds of people. And I think about the good people because, because that guy is such a loser waste of space on the on 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 the on the on the sidewalk of Steubenville. We have the good people of Steubenville doing the important work where that lady said they know their name. It's not just about the things they care. They care. They care. And that mayor does not care. Could he not have even pretended to care less? He, nope. Signage? Nope. Going to do anything? Nope. Nope. I mean, I might think about it. I mean, I'm not going to think about it, but I can tell you I'll think about it. Um, just, and so we have the option in life, okay? This is where I'm trying to get at, of where I am right now in my life. We have the option of thinking about the mayor, who is a total teabag douche nozzle, or we can think about the good people out of, uh, what were those places called? I can't, uh, anyways. Um, so, like, uh, the Friendship Room and the Urban Mission. I am trying... How many mayors are connected to the homeless cause? Like none. They all hate homeless people. They all hate homeless people because homeless people um, do not draw in the rich people that that guy thinks he's going to get in Steubenville. Steubenville. It's over, buddy. Steubenville is over. All you got are poor meth addicts. Embrace them. The only thing Steubenville's got going for it is meth addicts. And meth addicts are nice people. <laughs> Is it famous, Omi? I'm now I'm turning on all of Steubenville. Not look, <laughs> it's a poor area, right? The rape case. Oh yeah, they had that rape case of a high school kid. That's true. That is true. <laughs> so um, what I'm here to tell you is, you grew up in that area, yeah. Um, why can't we just embrace who we are? Why do we all need to be Columbus? Why do we all need to be San Francisco? Or, like, we have to embrace who we are. Oh, you're on the Friendship Room website? Mm, maybe I should go check that out. Let me go see that. Let me go see Friendship Room in Steubenville. Okay. So let's go check this guy out. Friendshiproom.net. Okay, look at those. Oh, look at those little kitty kids. Experience the Friendship Room. Friendship Room wants to spread our message of hope and compassion. See? 
Thank you, Friendship Room. I need some of that hope and compassion when I think of your stupid mayor. We believe that a single action can make a difference in the community. Yes. And that collective action can greatly impact the world. Through advocacy and outreach activities, our team works tirelessly each day to contribute their part to the greater good. Let's listen to these people. Let's listen to these people. Let's listen. Let's listen. We don't have to listen to six minutes of this, do we? God says when we feed the hungry, when we clothe the naked, yes. when we break people free, then we are healed. When yes. we go to the jails, when we yes. open up this home to anybody that needs a place to come in and be accepted for who they are today, yes. then we are healed. Because then, then we, are, we healed. are encountering. This woman is like basically Jesus. Like this woman is talking the most absolutely high level spiritual talk on planet Earth. Truly the face of Christ. We are the face of Christ. God bless America, this woman. In Steubenville, too. She's not in New York City. She's not in San Francisco. She's not even in Akron or Cleveland. She's just in little podunk Steubenville, and she is like a guru. She is like top-of-the-line Dalai Lama Desmond Tutu level awareness. And it's a nice website. Nice video. Friendship Room, Steubenville, Ohio. We are the Friendship Room. Yes. I think the, the way I like to describe it best for people to understand is that really we treat this as our home. You know, people are welcome to come into our home. We literally take them where they're at. A lot of times people give us a long story what they need and why and stuff. And I, sell, I just stop and I say, are you hungry? If you're hungry, we got food for you. We offer it to them. Omi says that when you grew up in that area, Steubenville's like uh, New York. <laughs> it's 19,000 people, which is a lot in that area. You're right. Oh, man, I'm hungry. God, that looks good. I got to get uh, cards for my people down in my room. Somebody mentioned that. January of 2014, after morning mass, I felt a strong calling to do something about the severe. And I think that sounds to me like they're Catholic. Um, which I so, I see Catholics all the time giving to, and if it's not Catholics, it's the evangelicals. ...weather that was about to hit Steubenville. So we temporarily opened up a warming center, which we thought would be about two weeks. And as the winter progressed, the weather continued to be very bad. A very unexpected thing happened where we just fell in love with the guests that were coming in. Yeah, I feel that, man. They're awesome. And in the meantime, we were meeting God, I love and seeing the desperation of so many people. So many people addicted to heroin. You can't get heroin. That's a little extreme. You can't get heroin. Come on now. It's fentanyl. So many people forced to work in. I have people like tell me they're like, man, I remember when you could get some good black tar around here. Can't get black tar heroin. Don't be silly. Prostitution to pay for their I don't know. Is their city shutting them down? I don't know. Heroin addiction without any real concrete solutions locally. That's how you know she's not a heroin addict. Nobody's smoking heroin. Come on now. So many people here in this town have lost hope. You know, and there it is. 
Uh, same with Akron, the hope situation. That's why everybody's killing each other. It's the hope. In fact, I feel like there's a kind of blanket of hopelessness over the town. There it is. I mean, you're Steubenville. Oh, isn't that a sweet... Look at that beautiful picture. My gosh, they do have tall buildings, homie. Dang! That is a metropolis. Look at that beautiful church. It's so beautiful to be able to reach out to people who just literally have fallen through the cracks. Oh, Purdue targeted the area for their Oxycontin. Yeah, it was all pills, right? Fall through the cracks of the system, fall through the cracks of, you know, just employment or housing, uh, and be there for them, and they realize that you're there for them and that you care. That you care. Man, that's all you need to do. All you need is love. The whole ministry is built more on relationships. You are loved. These people are... I'm telling you, you are listening to cutting-edge spiritual wisdom with these people. Chips and transactions, we don't just give things away, we try to build relationships. So often, um, charity, for many, many years, was just giving things, giving things, giving things. But now, the understanding that it's not that. It's the, the stuff is a conduit so that you can give love. The love is the real product. ...with people to really try to get to the root causes of where they're at. We do that, basically built the whole ministry on Matthew 25. What's where that? Where our Lord is telling us and commanding us to love, to shelter, to... Matthew 25, i got to see what that is. Hold on. Matthew 25. Let's see here. Let's just see here. Let me pull this baby over here. Let's read it. At the parable of the ten virgins. Is this right? At the, that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. What are we talking about here? Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones. Are, are we right? Are we, is this what we're talking about? Open the door. Truly, I tell you, I don't know you. I don't understand. Is this really what we're talking about? Virgins? What? Close people, visit the imprisoned, to visit the sick. Okay, I'll rewind. Hold on. To bury the to shelter. That basically built the whole ministry on Matthew 25, where our Lord is telling us and commanding us to love, to shelter, to close people. Is it about virgins? I'm so confused. Matthew 25, where we're supposed to love and shelter people. Google now what I'm talking about. Oh, it's this one. Oh, yeah. I don't know where I came up with that virgin one. That was different. That's a different idea. <laughs> Here we go. It's Matthew 25, verse 35. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, you clothed me. I was sick, you looked after me. I was in prison, you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord. I love this. This is such a good twist, man. This is bam right in the face Jesus did to him. 
Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see you, a stranger, invite you in or need clothes and clothe you? When do we see you, a sick or in prison? And then, verily I say unto you, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Bam! Bam, that guy. Woo! They were all like, drop the mic. Go home. You said it all. You are the Lord. Because I can't come up with good, clever stuff like that. Wait, not her. No, 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 no. She's cute, but that's not what I was doing. Where did they go? Oh, there we go. Visit the imprisoned, to visit the sick, to bury the dead. He didn't ask us to psychoanalyze them. He didn't ask us to try to figure out why they were in the position. He asked us to meet the need and to love. Isn't that nice? That's where I'm at. I tell people I'm the pre-guy. I'm pre-AA. I'm pre-shelter. I'm, I'm just... Look, I believe this. I believe it's your life. You do whatever the heck you want with your life. As long as you're not hurting somebody else, I am here to just be your friend and stop judging you because everybody else just loves judging. They just love judging you. You should do this. You should do that. I'm like, dude, do what you want to do. It's your life. With that love, a chance for hope enters their lives because somebody actually cares. See, that's it, right? The love leads to the hope. Many of these people literally have nobody. Nobody. Can you imagine? That's the thing. Call me Judy. <laughs> we literally are like a breath of fresh air and love in a lot of these people's lives. That's like if you've never hung out with homeless people, you don't, you maybe have never experienced this, but this is for real, man. These people have nobody. And if you remember the lady in the, the video, um, with the newscast, she was so embarrassed, she couldn't even show her face. So not only do they not have friends, they are mortified of their existence. This is anti-American. When, when you are poor like this, you are shamed to your core. We don't need to go to a foreign country to do that. We don't need to go any place other... Right, just go to Steubenville or go to the east side of Akron. Then, as Mother Teresa said, to find our own Calcutta. And to find our own Calcutta. Did she say that? Damn. Is that really every community has their own. Every community. Calcutta. <laughs> Including Hudson. Because it's really who we all are. It's not on our... We just had our point in time count where we go out on the coldest day of the year and we try to count homeless people, which is totally impossible. But then you're like, look, we only have 100 homeless people. Yeah, right. They were... Uh, but... In Summit County, they call up to Hudson and they're like, how many homeless people you do? And every year they're like, we have no homeless people. We have no homeless people. Mother Teresa was a horrible person. You're right. Merit. <laughs> and so was Gandhi. And, so, and I'm learning so is MLK. That those things haven't happened to us. That that could be us. That could be any... Shannon! Shannon said, lost my best friend when I was homeless because I made him uncomfortable due to me being homeless. Isn't that a shame? That's tragic. I'm so sorry. That that's oh, that's worse than being freezing cold. One of us, but we have a chance to comfort Christ when we comfort one another, and to show. Damn, this woman can't drop. Stop dropping the wisdom. We have a chance of comforting Christ when we comfort one another. If you're into like Jesus, you're all like, I love you, Jesus. I love you. 
Well, if you love me, why don't you show it by uh, getting that guy a blanket? Oh, no, he's disgusting. Okay. Of gratitude and thankfulness and how simple it really is. Omi says, homeless will almost always be in the county seat. Oh, yeah. It's just to love people and just to smile at them, to offer them food, to offer them friendship, to offer them a place to like. Yeah, you're not into Jesus? I like Jesus. I think, I, I, like, I, can't you take him as a philosopher? Like, don't imagine him as a god if you don't like that. Because I'm kind of not into that whole god. Like, he's a god. Uh, you know, the reason they did this whole, you know, one and only Lord was because every freaking ruler back in that time was a, considered a Lord. Like, like, the, uh, like, you know, you had to pray to them like they were some deity. Their head. We have been blessed with working with over 30 local churches of de all denominations and many of their ministers come down. I can totally understand why you're not into Jesus. And I'll tell you what. You, um, you don't need Jesus. What moron on planet Earth doesn't know what to do? Help people, for God's sake! Here and help us with the guests. Their denominations or churches bring us meals weekly, monthly. They support us financially to help pay the utilities of the building, bringing us water every day, fruit every day. Do you know there's people in America that don't have water? It's been the community. You're a heathen too? Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know. I don't think people that try to shoebox us or shoehorn us into a real tight definition of, of religion, that doesn't interest me. Omi says, Jesus makes scared people feel better and rich people feel better about doing nothing because they prayed for someone. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. Unity outreaching to do this for us. They're damn good people, I tell you that. They're damn good people. I come here. Hey. Says Bo Galloway. See, this is my kind of guy. I love this guy. You know why? Because he's a damn good person. Get my clothes washed. I get uh, all the food I want to eat hey, or whatever I need. Oh, Omi, that's good. I can't really relate that on because it's it's clever wording, but you're right, Omi. They're damn Somebody good asked people, me, like, well, why do you do it? Yeah, and why? I have a real simple answer now. What? Because I can. Because I care? Hmm. Guess. Because I can love. Oh, because I can. Now that I can get down with. Uh... Yeah, Omi says, I raised... Oh, wait. Shannon says, uh, Pagan raising a Christian child. Is that what you're doing? Uh, and Omi says, I raised three atheist kids and they're all really good people. Yeah, I bet they are. My, we don't really talk about God in my family. I don't know what my kid believes. God's given me this capacity to love. What else would I want to do but, but love? I'm a, yeah, I like this guy. Friendshiproom.com. This video What's going on here <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Somebody picks up a guitar and they start strumming. Wow. Somebody else picks up a fiddle and they start whatever they do with a fiddle. <laughs> and then they start, Listen somebody brings a drum and they start banging on it. They decide to get together and play on one song on it. Let's make some music. Why? They've got like an Irish band in Steubenville. Amazing. Why? To have fun? To live, to 
to show life to the community down here. Wow, look at all those people. Actually, I think life is the big thing. It's not desperate. Oh, they're doing a line dance to freaking Irish music. Um, uh, Omi says, my kids all went to church with family and friends and made their own choice while knowing I'm a militant atheist. Yeah, I love the music growing up down there. Yeah. It's the joying of life. It's beauty. Beauty and sound and beauty and friendship. How does that fit in with your mission? At, uh, I don't French, know. Friendship room. <laughs> to bring hope to people who have lost hope. He keeps, that's what he keeps saying. Hope, 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 hope. And that really is the message Jesus was putting out, whether you like it or not. That, like, hope, in fact, uh, when you read these books of people that were in concentration camps during uh, the Holocaust, it's always hope that keeps them alive. To the hopeless of this city. That's the truth. Hope for the hopeless of this city. And uh, there's so many different ways huh. to do it, but you have to be willing to, to reach out and try. And this is a very beautiful way to do it. And it's amazing. You never know what's going to affect who and what when you're reaching there. You think that's wisdom, too. Like, it doesn't matter what you do because you don't know what. It's re uh, what it does. You can't know. You do something great and it helps them, but sometimes you do something simple and it blows them away. Blows them away. He's so, right. Yeah. It's about hope. There's a lots of hope in this town. That's the straight up truth. And, yep. Uh, but man, it's not because it's Steubenville. It's because it's America, baby. Love is the best way to give people hope. Yeah, he's right. Okay. So here's the thing. What I'm going to tell you is, if you do this work, and you're into it, and you're engaged in it, I'm here to tell you, you will come to the exact same answers that guy did. Which, there's no hope, and love brings hope. That's it. There is no other um, conclusion. There's no other way to come to that work um, if you're coming to it from an open heart. Now, what's going to happen, and I'm sure this guy has stories, is you are going to be stolen from, you're going to be yelled at, uh, people are going to leave needles on your property, um, you might even be violently attacked. I have been, uh, I was hit once by a woman over all these years. Um, uh, I've never, I don't know of anybody else, I don't think that got violently, physically attacked by a homeless person other than me. Uh, but the only reason I did was because I was so entrenched in it, you know. Um, uh Omi says, people did things for me as a kid, and it changes the trajectory of my life. Wow. My cousins are all on meth and alcoholics. I didn't. It was between kindness and my books. Wow. And that kindness is touching my kids. It still dictates my choices in life. It lasts a lifetime, kindness does. That's beautiful, Omi. Omi goes on to say, and kindness isn't kindness if you expect something in return or putting stipulations on your kindness. You know, Omi, you are, see, your, your wisdom is so profound, too. So one of the things that I find is um, people that come to this work, 
they're like, hey, I want to help, right? And I'm always very thankful, but most people quit helping. And it's usually because they feel like they became betrayed at some point. That the stuff wasn't going to the right person or like even betrayed by me. I've had people feel like I was doing it wrong. Um, Zach Zank. What's up, Zach Zank? Do you live in California now? Zach was at our, he lived in our village. Um, they didn't see the results they wanted is what Omi said. Yes. So, but, and, and it comes back to what um, Omi said earlier is that they had an expectation. And I don't, what I'm saying here, I don't want to um, make you feel at all like this is a judgment. Um, I, I feel like it's an evolutionary process. If anything, I kind of believe in like a, a reincarnation. And I believe that I happen, you know, people will say really nice things about me. And um, like, wow, you're such a good person, blah, 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 blah. And I, it really doesn't even interest me. I don't like, um, it doesn't, like, honestly, you can say all these nice things about me. And um, what, Omi? And it doesn't really re register. Um, I got this new book called It Didn't Start With You. It didn't start with called. It didn't start with you. Uh, yeah, you live in a studio apartment on the fourth floor. Got to a concert last night. Should be there. Oh wow, nice. That's nice, Zach. Um, I don't like. I will. I'm. I'm glad when people say nice things about me. But you got to know that they don't really touch me. Like it doesn't. I don't know how this is coming across. I'm just trying to be as honest as I can. I don't really care what you think of me or not. I don't care if you think I'm a good person. It doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, it's a personal journey, okay? What I'm doing... Now, what does matter to me, what does actually drive me, is watching you do good. When I watch you, so like this, like, let me give you an example. So I'm doing a fundraiser right now. Let's see. Okay. So look at this. I'm doing a fundraiser right now for heating and um, electric and all this stuff. And I met my goal within 10 minutes. Okay. My goal was $400 within 10 minutes. I met that goal and that, and it's not the money. It, it, it's, it's the goodness. The goodness I see in you is what motivates me. Not that you tell me I'm doing good, but watching you do good. And um, yeah, and Shannon says actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And I see it all the time. 
and this is where I am. I this is where I am personally is I'm trying to just let those like evil mayors, like the mayor of Steubenville, and for that mayor matter, the mayor of Akron, they're exact same person. Um, I'm trying to just get rid of them in my head and just focus my attention on you because I'm here to tell you I see you doing good constantly. Like, look at this. Look, uh, let me go up a little bit on my, um, so here, look at, look at this thing. Look at what I'm, look at like Michelle Wall says this. She wrote, wind chill this morning was negative 10 degrees. The snowstorms have thwarted our deliveries for nearly two weeks, but we got out today to fill the Both Boggs blessing box. They put stuff in these box, this box that's right in front of my building. Look at this. They came out, they packed it with food. They have clothing. They put out socks and, and hats and they come out and they do this all the time. She writes, Michelle writes, both completely empty except a half-filled box of crackers. I was finally able to get a picture of the Broad Street, not much by, not, but not by much as we were pulling out of our neighborhood was coming to get some food. We also left boxes of donated clothes, some dog food, a roaster, and three-sided tent that were all donated. If you want to refill a box, they're located at 15 Broad Street, that's my building, and then Kenmore at 922 922 Kenmore Villa Boulevard. Everything will be delivered to my house and I'll continue taking it out a few times a week. If you can think of anything I should add, please let me know. And then it's just constant. And then the love, like these are the kinds of stories you all love. When I post something positive, by far it's what you guys upvote. Okay, that's what you guys love seeing because it resonates with you. And I know even if you aren't doing something like Michelle, you are feeling it. I am telling you, you guys know in your heart, even if you don't say anything or do anything, I know you feel it. You are amazing. You are amazing. You are amazing. You are amazing. And so I'm trying to get rid of these, these stupid politicians out of my head. And I just want to think about you. Because you are the truth. You are the way, the light, and the life. You are God. You don't need to believe in Jesus because I believe in you. Does that make sense? Doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus. Doesn't matter what you believe. Because I believe in you. You are the way, the light, and the life, and I see it constantly. Am I a landlord? Have you thought about buying property? I, I have... A, uh -huh. I have a couple. I have one house. The house, um, well, the houseless movement has a house. And we have about four people living in that. And then we have our tiny houses and sort of, that's that side of the thing. Um, I only have time. Absent my brain. Yeah. Um, that You don't have to. You know what? If you don't have any money, if you would just share my, um, 
stories, the fundraisers, that helps a lot. And just be like, hey, if you have uh, some money, please share that or please donate or whatever. That would help a great deal. A great deal. Emery, hi. Um, Omi says the first chapter of this book, they talk about how when your grandmother was pregnant, it if it was a girl, by the time she's five months pregnant, the eggs that baby will have are already there. So her stress will affect her grandbaby. Wow. So once that baby becomes pregnant, that fetus is changed by grandma's environment during her pregnancy and the mother's environment during her pregnancy. That is for real. That is so true. Um, yeah. Sharing would be great. It does help. It helps a lot. Um, I, I get caught up in in the badness, and so do, we all do, right? I mean, we all we all get stuck in the drama and the hate and the and the terribleness of the world. But I need, I want, and I will practice focusing on you, because if I take any of you and some of you, not you, any of you that are on here right now, but some of you say mean things. But you know what? Like, okay, I like I'm over on next door talking about homelessness, and um, sometimes I'll have people that be like, uh, "Oh man, these homeless people are no good drug addicts. They need to get a job." Nine times out of ten, the person that's saying that was formerly a homeless drug addict, and so a lot of times I can get by. That's a safety mechanism. They are doing that to guard themselves from falling back into those habits, I believe. So they're like, they are, those people need to get their life together like I did. And I think they're doing it just to protect themselves from that, that life that they never want to go back to. And that's how they're doing it. That's how... When I can get, a, get you, if, if, if there's any anger... That when I feel if I if I you come at me with anger, if I can if I can wash that away, I always get back to goodness. Every single time. Every single time I get back to the, your goodness. Um so okay, uh Shannon says I plan on this helping in some way to correct the last resorts I had to take. Because I had no other choice, I want to make my wrongs right. See, that's beautiful. Doom and gloom, says Omi. Uh, you definitely have a Debbie Downer in you. Well, I mean, don't we all, right? Uh, give that Debbie a Snickers, says Shannon. <laughs> that's awesome, Shannon. Omi says, their mentality is if I hate something enough, I will never become it again. That's what I think. Uh, Melee says, so true. I hear people say mean things about people getting aid when they got it. Never understood that. I'm telling you, I think it's just a safety mechanism. I really, truly, truly believe that. Um, all I want to do is focus on you. I don't need to read about a man who walked in the desert 2,000 years ago or more when I have you. I see God in you Every single day. Nobody needs God. Nobody needs Jesus if they don't want it. When they have all these other people around here. 
He has no idea what it's like to walk these streets in 2022. Exactly. I wonder if they're that much different. I don't know. I don't think things are much different. Okay, so like, like, let's take, let's take stoning an adulterous woman. Okay, let's take that. The Jews believed it, right? It was in the Old Testament. If your woman was adulterous, and by adulterous I mean she was raped, you stoned her. Have you seen this? Mongolian woman in a box. Yeah, look at this image. Look at this. Did you have you ever seen this image? Okay. This woman right here, this is a this was taken in the uh in 1913. It was colorized. Um it says a Mongolian woman reaches out for uh from the porthole of a crate in which she is imprisoned around July of 1913. Note the swastika on the corner next to the lock. Oh, interesting. I don't know what that means. Um, she was put in this box because she was raped and by raped, she was then an adulterer. And so what you do is you put her in this box until she dehydrates and starves to death. Okay. Now, so we know that this is a thing, right? Um, Emery says homelessness comes with a lot of PTSD. That's right. Emery It's protective to judge others because then we forget. Yeah. Um, judgment is a protection mechanism and that's so helpful. Uh, and we, yeah. And Nomi says, and we still blame victims. So how, what percentage of say the Mongolians who uh, put this woman in a box, the, Muslims in who in 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 the middle day you know modern day the Middle East are 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 imprisoning women and torturing women because of adultery. What percentage of society do you think did that or approved of it? I bet it was thirty percent. I'm going to say most people that looked at this woman in a box were outraged. They looked at her and they're like, holy crap, that is wrong. That is wrong. I think it was, I think it was 30% that thought, yeah, she's getting what she deserves. And do you know what? I think it's still 30% today. 20 to 30% of people could get behind uh, beating and killing women for adultery. Don't you think? Don't you think? Um... 30% think that black people should go back to Africa. It's always 30%. I think it's always 30%. I don't think anything changes. That's my belief. Shannon says, it's more like self-hate because when you look at somebody that's in that situation, you know that it can happen again. That's right, Shannon, if you get too comfortable. That's right. That's right. Omi says, my first sexual experience when, when I was three with a family member, and if I speak about it, my family blames me. But they have to blame me to protect themselves from their guilt, from their role in it. Bam. See? That's why I don't need Jesus when I have Omi. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going through what Omi has experienced and then understanding it at such a deep level she can say those things? Homelessness uh, comes with PTSD, and Shannon says it is. I still have issues. 
This is why you don't need God. I have you. <laughs> I All I have to do is watch you guys. How about on, are you on next door? I, I saw a lady, an old lady, put out a picture of her driveway. Like she had those big boulders of snow on her driveway, you know, because she couldn't shovel her own driveway. And she's like, hey, I need to get out of my driveway. Is there any way somebody could help me get those big snow boulders out of the front of my driveway that the, you know, the, the, the snow plows create them? It's, you know, it's not anything wrong. It's just what happens. What do you think happened? Nobody came? Of course not. They all came. And it was an outpouring of support. And she's like, I can't believe how good my neighbors are. You can't believe it, honey. I see it every damn day. It's unbelievable. We see all the bad on TV, by the Republicans, by the Democrats, by CNN, by Fox News. You would think it would drive us to being evil, but it doesn't. We just keep doing good. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So I'm done with politicians. I might still run. I think I'm going to run. But because somebody's got to run. Because wouldn't it be nice if there was a politician that actually uh, came from a point of doing the right thing? Wouldn't that be freaking novel as opposed to that Steubenville dick? <laughs> well, he says, don't give me too much credit. I've been working through that for 20 years. Well, you worked through it. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, the opposite of what I see, though. See that doom and gloom in me. I'm telling you... Uh, Emery says, me too, about PTSD and homelessness. I'm working on it in, in therapy, but I have to catch those attitudes and call myself on them. Don't we all? Maylee uh, says, homelessness is a human rights issue. Don't know why it, it isn't taken more seriously. Right. And Shannon says, I'm always on edge with financial stuff, and I'm very guarded. I don't let anyone on my, in, uh, in my home. Wow. I still can't sleep at night, still stuck in the mindset that if it's safer to sleep in the day, it is a huge thing. I have kids and I'm trying, but things get rough at times. Wow. That's powerful. We all have work to do. That's what I believe we're here to do. That's why I'm really into my whole like reincarnation thing. We have work to do in this life. I don't know if we're going to be reincarnated, but it seems to make sense to me that if I work on my thing right now, then next year, next life, I can work on something new. But we always have something new to work on. You get it? You understand? We all have something to work on. And then and it usually comes from suffering. And then the suffering becomes a gift. Can you imagine me saying something as horrible as the, the torture of Omi's rape is a certain kind of terrible gift? You never want it. I'm not suggesting you would ever wish it on your worst enemy, but it happens and now it becomes a part of you and you create wisdom and, and awareness 
and enlightenment that no one else can have. I learned a lot from it, says Omi. Yeah, I hope that's not offensive what I just said. I'm not in any way, in any way saying what happened to you was right. I'm telling you, it's like getting cancer. When you get cancer, you grow. Mele says pain gives you power. That's why I think, as the Buddhists say, life is suffering. I think it's, um, the suffering is meant, we're meant to have the suffering, to grow. Omi says, me and my son talked about it one day. If there was a procedure to take those memories away from me, would I, I said no, because I learned so much from it. Wow, that's huge. Emery says, there's a book called Proverbs from Ashes. And Shannon says, the abuse I suffered as a child has made me a better mom. Wow. Wow. Omi says, he was like, mom, you should. You could learn that a different way. And I really don't, ha don't think I could have. You don't think you could have learned it any other way. How could you have? How could you have learned what that terrible, terrible, terrible experience burned into you? Omi says, my sexual abuse didn't start with me. It's an inherited family trauma. God, God. So sorry, Omi. See, this is the truth of life. And the sad, sad truth is it's not just Omi. It's not just Shannon. It's not poor people, it's not black people, it's rich people, it's white people, it's educated people. The suffering is limitless and does not discriminate. We all have been subjected to incredible suffering of varying degrees. It's an incredible tragedy. But I believe that the tragedy is here to teach us something. To figure out how to make this world right despite the terribleness of it. Despite these despicable mayors. Despite these despicable people that abuse children. Despite the torturers of Jewish people and, 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 and LGBTQIA people and um, Roma people during the Holocaust. Despite the Chinese torturers of uh, the Uyghurs in, Japan, in China right now. The suffering, despite asteroids, despite floods and forest fires, just the, the suffering caused by nature. How do we write these things in our head? And that is why we're here. That is the great, great question. In the book I'm reading about joy with the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu, they said, you will not know the meaning of your life until your deathbed. You cannot know what your life was meant to be, what it all means, until the day you die. And Omi says, we all come from survivors. Yes. 
Omi says, we are all here because people who survive their suffering. Yes. Yes. Shannon says, we can take that pain and how we cope with it and change lives. That's the only way we can help. Because unless you go through it, you can't really understand. Who needs the Bible when I have this comment section? Do you understand what I'm saying? Who needs God when I have Omi and Mealy and Shannon and uh, um, 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 Emery? I don't know how to say your name. Mealy? I'm sorry. I don't know how to say it. I apologize. I don't need Jesus. I don't need the Bible. I don't need God because I'm looking at God right now. <laughs> I'm seeing Jesus right now. Uh, Maylee. Oh, good. Maylee. I love that name. That's a beautiful name. Do you understand? I have to go. <laughs> I have to bring propane tanks to people that are freaking freezing. I love you. I love you. You are the reason I do this work. Not because you tell me I'm great and you you like me and uh, although it's so sweet and I it's it's endearing because you say it not that it's what keeps me going what keeps me going is your existence don't aren't they amazing Michelle <laughs> you stay safe and strong Shannon I am proud of you I'm proud of all of you. I'm telling you, you are the people that make me get out of this chair and go get a bunch of propane tanks in the freezing cold so that people will be warm tonight. I love you. I love you. I am incredibly indebted and thankful for you for all that you have done. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.